Hello, everybody. Welcome back to La Cantina. It's 2022, and League has finally kicked off with some surprising results. As of right now, Pumas are on top of the world in first place, followed by Chivas. We're going to talk about all the first fixtures of the year and some other Liga MX stuff. But before we go any further, let me welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel. How are we doing? What's up, Jaime? I'm I'm doing really good. Um glad the league started again. Is and, uh, are you are you cold up there? You know, Chivas are, are tied for first place. It's it's a little bit chilly up there, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but let's let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> let's let's see how how that plays off. But yeah, it was it was a good win. But but Jaime, I don't, I don't think. We need to turn this into a Chiva pod. No, definitely not. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, Pumas was the team that that stole the the limelight here. Pumas coming out of nowhere. Let us not forget that they had a really, really poor season last year. Eleventh position, twenty one points. Uh, they looked toothless. Didn't really have too many. Refuerzos or anything like that. And uh, the first game of the season against Nacho Ambrises Toluca. And they go in 5-0. What's the, what was that thing you said about Nacho? He gave up the Nachas. And <laughs> he, it's unfortunate. Uh, I still think he's a really good coach. But it's, it was an unfortunate return after his, you know, what happened to him in, in Spain in second division where he he just they didn't have the backing of the directiva and so they sent him packing pretty quick and and, and you know he, he he comes back he's still one of the one of the better coaches uh, his numbers alone speak speak on that so so but but you know to open the season in in that fashion is just uh, you know <laughs> Looks looks bad, man. So uh, I I have faith he could turn things around, but uh, I, I could see the the criticism's not going to go away anytime soon. Can you imagine? You know, you left Liga Mekis as a as a champion with Leon. You go to Europe, and then uh, you end up settling for the second division. You end up getting fired, and you come back to Mexico with the tail between your legs. And you're like, I'm going to coach DeLuca, which, you know, is a historic team, uh, at least in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then you end up getting your shit pushed in in the first game of the season against Pumas, who, again, were not really, you know, they didn't really do too many offseason transfers. Um, no. There's like a meme going around that, you know, they they bought some Brazilians from like the fourth division. And uh, <laughs> they got some favorable you know, results. There's something we had talked about here before uh, praising the Pumas because we were saying how they had gotten creative with the type of players they had been bringing in. You know, none of them were seen as like bomba, you know, contratación bomba or nothing. No sirens going off, you know, and they had brought in players like Dineno and uh, Cocolizo, is it? I can't yeah, Cocolizo, yeah. These, all these players, uh, you know, these guys ended up doing really good. And these new guys are looking pretty good because they have a, a Pocho in the mix who they already had. And he got a lot of people excited, 20-year-old kid. And he could be, he could be like, you know, they're seeing selection potential already, man. Jorge Rubacaba. Yeah. yeah, not just because of the goal. They're saying just overall how he played, you know, just uh, and so to create a buzz like that, a lot of people must have seen good stuff from him. And it's a good, you know, that should be a player. If you're a fan of Tricolor to keep to keep your eye on. And if, and if you don't, we'll, 
we'll do it here at the cantina. We'll, we'll put him on our, on our queue. Absolutely. Yeah, um, kind of coming out of nowhere with this kid, but Pumas, what a great start to the season, 5-0. And, uh, you know, you guys mentioned something last episode about, you know, like the obvious favorites with America and Rayados and Tigres. Um, but then, you, all, uh, you know, you guys also mentioned that, um, you know, don't be surprised if they fall into a slump because, you know, once we get closer to the World Cup, you know, some of these players are not going to be uh, finishing off this season. So, you know, right now it's 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 open for everybody. Um, you look at San Luis, uh, not San Luis, but America. They weren't able to win, and neither was uh, Rayados. They both drew, and uh, those were kind of like, huh, like what's going on over here with uh, Aguirre and, and Solari, man? They They both weren't able to start the season with a win. Yeah, um, I know it's disappointing for for Monterrey. You know, an, another an, another disappointing uh, result, just given how much the team has has invested and in, and in, uh, they brought Pizarro, right? They brought him back, and and to not be able to beat Querétaro at home, so that's that's also a, just a, a Bad way to start the season where there's very high expectations for the Rayados. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, I don't think he was even on the bench. So I think he's just trying to get settled in. Same with uh, Luis Romo, who was not uh, part of the, the, the you know performance that, that day. But, I mean, I expect these teams to come off running off the gates uh, America, where they were a man down for, you know, about 60 minutes. Um, America scored first within the first minute, but then Puebla tied it up. And that's that's how it ended, 1-1. And a pretty good result for the Super Camotes to start off the season at home. Hmm. Yeah, Puebla's been the team that gives giving some teams headaches here and there, although they don't look as strong as they did a while back. But they're still going to be, you know, they're still going to be a pain. Yeah, Pachuca off to a great start. They won the game to start the season 2-0 against San Luis. A little bit disappointed with San Luis. I, uh, I thought that them acquiring Ruben Sambuesa, you know, he was going to help carry the team or at least put him in the right direction. He was one of Toluca's best players last season. Um, but I guess, you know, he's not a miracle worker and they're going to have a lot of work to do over in San Luis. Then, let's see here. We also had Cruz Azul. They actually stepped up to the plate. And they... Oh wait, I was checking. I'm sorry, Jaime. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just checking on one of the players because I thought the meme was was the Pumas meme you mentioned because they compared them to to Monterrey. They compared the refuerzos and they were saying bring in bringing in some Brazilians from the fourth division. So it's like let me see if they just put that as, to make it funny. But here, one of the defenders. Igor Meritao, he was actually, he was in Paraná, which is um, Serie D. Wow. And uh, that's, um, well, I'm guessing their first one is A. So it is the fourth division. <laughs> I was like, okay. right. How we, do you, you know, even we, find we, these people, man? We, ha- we had crack jokes here on Chiquis on how Pumas was, in the bargain bin, you know, just digging through that, see if there was anything there. Uh, and man, they keep, they seem to be, <laughs> let's see how these guys do, man. Um, but well, wow. They, <laughs> they, I think, you know, cause they had to get creative since I guess they're like, um, you know, 
the way they're managing the club, you know. And it's easy to criticize and say they're not putting money back in, but we don't really know all the expenses that they have. So we could see like, oh, they made 60 million on player transfers in the last year or whatnot. But it's like not every club can afford to take that money and put it back. Uh, and so I do think they've been smart about how they're managing the club. Uh, fans might not like it because obviously they have to be looking for players like that, or these obscure players. And, and I can't remember the last time Pumas brought in a, a player that was like kind of a named player. I might have to go the way back to Bernd Schuster. Uh, former Real Madrid, the, the German guy. Oh, yeah, of and he course. He was old. And I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm going that far back. I might have missed someone, but I can't remember, like, a top refuerzo from Pumas. You know, like, that. okay, they brought back so-and-so, you know? I I just, I don't know. Dude, uh, my mind's drawing blanks. crazy. <laughs> Igor what? Maritao. Uh, is still owned by yeah. Ferivoria de Sportes, and yeah, they're they're in the fourth division, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Syria, there, D, bro, as in dog. I thought you said B as in boy. I didn't know you said D as in dog. Oh my no, god! No, yeah, D, D, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just you know like you know making the meme. You know how memes are exaggerated, but. They really did. <laughs> and they found they, the pocho. They found the kid. They, I think he was, he was playing in like college. I don't think he was like in a wow. in a club. So, <laughs> hey, whoever that scout is, um, <laughs> she was to try to swipe him because, uh, you know, with not being able to find players, they should have been all over some talent like that. Yeah, um, I don't even know. Yeah. What does transfer market say? Yeah, dude, <laughs> this dude came out of nowhere. No, there's nothing. There's no intel on this guy. <laughs> they just found him on the street or something, man. Like, like gold, like gold movie. He was just playing <laughs> in the park. <laughs> like, hey, kid, do you want to play in Puma? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but but I mean. They, you know, they made a final not too long ago, and uh, uh, as like like you were saying, given given the circumstances, they could they could they could be a candidate once again if these guys click up. For me, I still think that they like death, death. You know, they like if a few other players gets injured, then the team will suffer. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why, like, I still see like these teams, like even though you could see them losing players, but but they. They just got deep squats where teams like Tigres and, and Monterrey and and, <clears throat> and whatnot, they're able um, to to take that. The uh so in like in football, like American football, they call it a like a walk on. Whereas like players would literally like walk on to the team. And um yeah, so I was watching like uh Joe Mon- Joe Montana who was like, you know, famous quarterback for the forty ers and he was like the seventh choice, like quarterback. Like, he was like on the last, Damn. yeah, like on the team. He was like the worst one, and it got to the point where the coach like benched him for some walk on, like a guy that literally just walk, walked on and tried out. Joe for Montana, the, yeah, and the guy his name was Rudy, and he ended up having like an important game where he won, like he he like sacked somebody, and like it became the story. Um, like Rudy, like the movie. I don't know if you've heard of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have. That's from yeah, that. Yeah, it's from that. So, you know, it's just kind of crazy. Oh, they said that um, they picked him up and put him on their shoulders as like a joke. Like, oh, like this guy who just got uh he just walked in here. Like, let's just like make him look like he was like the hero or whatever. But uh, so yeah, this this Jorge Rubacabla man, maybe. Maybe he just walked on and said, hey, "I'll take a job, you know. I'll just try out or something." But, it was like that movie. Um, what did they say with Mark Wahlberg, Invincible, or what is it called? Um, 
I forget. The Philadelphia. The Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he does the tryout because they, they, <laughs> they offered free. They offered, you know. But the new coach comes in and he's like, we're, we're going to give the people a chance. Like, and then you got like all these like, like out of shape dudes trying to. <laughs> yeah. No, the um, Sacramento Republic, the USL team, they tweeted out that they're doing tryouts and stuff. So everybody's hiring, man. Maybe it's, it's not too late to, to fulfill your dream of <laughs> going pro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I wish I wish him oh, the man, best, this, man. This kid's from LA. Yeah, he's Mexican American, so Mexico better start capping him before the U.S. get him. Wow, I mean, okay, <laughs> you were uh, you were saying? Oh yeah, with um. The other results, so uh, Cruz Azul actually came through with their shiny new player, Charlie Rodriguez, scoring on his debut. Talk about a dream start for him. Uh, Antuna also was in the lineup, and oh boy, he was hot garbage. Uh, You know, it's like, I think we ended up getting the better end of the deal. The only thing I don't agree with is also letting Mayorga go because I think Mayorga could have been helpful. But, yeah, Antuna didn't have a great game. Cruz would win 2-0. They beat Tijuana. And, uh, yeah, they're definitely not missing uh, Cabecita Rodriguez. He ended up going to, I think, Saudi Arabia. Yep, he did. I thought, I thought to, I'm surprised. Uh, to Ala Chingada. <laughs> <laughs> I would, they must. He must have gotten some sweet, sweet coin. But I would have thought he would end up in MLS. I think they should have been all over him. And I think. I, I don't what, think. I don't think MLS. Thinking or did I heard? I don't think MLS LAFC? got got oil money though, because Al Nassar FC they got money. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of times some of those players just because the chance to live in the U.S., you know, they could take it. Or, and that's why a lot of times you see some of these players that go to the Middle East and they only end up playing like a year or two. You know, you rarely see them stay like for a really long time. That's true. I mean, you look at uh, Xavi Alonso, not Xavi Alonso, just Xavi. You had Hector Moreno. He went to Dubai or something. You had um, uh, the one that passed away, played for America. What was his name? Oh, but he yeah, Chucho, uh, Chucho like Benitez. Ecuadorian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's money over there in the Middle East. Not as much money as uh, getting $13 million a season to play for Toronto. That's what uh, Insignia uh, signed up for, which is crazy. Ooh. That's a nice paycheck there. It's going to be nice for Chucky Lozano. He's not going to have a little little meatball on his team anymore. That position is all his now. Um, which is good news for him. Also, good news for Mexico. Uh, he's he's back from because he had COVID, so he's he's a he's been he's back in the team now. Chucky had COVID, huh? Yeah, he got sidelined for for two weeks, and now he's he's. He's fit to play, so hopefully we'll see him in the next Napoli game. Um, back to Liga Mex. Got to talk about the game on Sunday. Guadalajara at home against Mazatlan. I'll be honest, all this uh, off-season stuff really wound me up for just not a great season. Uh, what's that famous quote MJ says? You know, if you expect disappointment, you'll never be disappointed. And that's that's exactly <laughs> what my attitude was going into uh, Sunday. And uh, Chivas had a crazy, crazy first half, scoring three goals. Angel Saldivar with a penalty. And then Lalo Torres with a beautiful chip. 
And then Alexis Vega with a free kick. And the way he celebrated kissing the badge and saying, I'm not going anywhere. Trying to, uh, <clears throat> you know, give us some hope because he still hasn't extended his contract. And there was rumors about him going to Rayados. But in the end, Chivas soundly beats Mazatlan 3-0. Um, did you catch any of the any highlights or anything like that? Oh, no, I worked. I worked all weekend, man. Mm. No no chance. I feel Chivas does better when I don't watch. Every time I watch, they lose. <laughs> <laughs> when I miss the game, they do good. I, I feel like I'm, uh, I jinxed the team. You know what's crazy is um, how quickly everybody rides on Oh, it's it's not Leano, it's Pep Guardiola over there, and they just build this team so so quickly. Like, really, all it took was one game for you guys to go right back on the the. Oh, we're gonna go for number thirteen, and oh, everything's you know lollipops and rainbows. I'm like, dude, like, have you not like learned your lesson in the past? Like, do not get fooled. This is fool's gold. I'm not entirely convinced yet. It's just the first game of the season. And it's a game against a team that, let's be honest, we should be beating with Mazatlan. And uh, yeah. that's why I'm not, you know, let me, let's me let see how we do this entire month. Let's see how we do against Pachuca. Let's see how we do uh, the rest of the, the, the three fixtures this month. And then, then I'll be like, okay, this guy's the real deal. Or, okay, this team's serious, you know. But as of right now, I'm still holding back. I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to jump on the train just yet. Yeah, it's and well, the thing with Chivas and and like you said, they should be beating teams like Mazatlan. And this has been a squad that's been together for a good while now. You know, uh, from the team that was put together with with Pelias came and and the. You know, some of the players that were already there. So they've been together, and I think if that that's something that does work in their favor. There's that familiarity, the squad. They just know each other. Um, I I don't know what's going on with Mazatlan. You know, they, they can't seem to hold on to a coach. That's true. Same as Chivas, but same as Chivas, but. Um, I don't know how their squad has changed, so that's that's been one of the good things. So Chivas, though, they're not like altering; they haven't been altering the squad much. They lost players, but they kept pretty much the core of the team. It's, it's the same. Um, so let's let's see what happens. Um, I do want to give like, a, like you said a a quick shout out to Nestor Vidrio, who was the defender for Mazatlan who gave up the penalty and gave up a free kick. This guy was like, I think he's on Chivas' payroll because he literally gifted us the game. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, did he play at Chivas? Yeah, yeah, he played for Chivas. <laughs> he, play, he played for us Damn. in 2013 to 2015. Yeah. Oh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought more recent. No, um, he, um, no, like you said, it, it, you know, wait, let's see how they do against the, the tougher opposition. Let's see how they play. I just think because the fans are so hung up on the team being offensive and, you know, playing playing uh, attractive football. And I think they, they come to prioritize that a lot. And so I think when, when they see the team, you know, that, that manages to do that, then their hopes get get high, you know. Hopes go up, and they think that they they finally got it right. Um, and it's it's big reason with Almeida, you know, he was such a fan favorite because he he would have games like that. But then they, as, as you said, you know how you're surprised because one game and and they're all and and I saw it. I I saw some of the I read some of the stuff where they were calling him El Profe Leaño and. El estudioso de fútbol and other stuff like that. It's a bit difficult for me to know if uh, how much is this just their fans joking, and how much of it is is you know serious. Yeah. Um. But but I do. That was always my 
Well, I would get into it with with the Almeida fans because it's like you're overlooking how bad the team does in all these other aspects. You see this one good game and then you ignore going the whole season without being able to win at home. Uh, During league play, I should clarify because they won games for Copa or like CONCACAF, but the regular league, they, they just they couldn't manage a win. That's that's pretty bad, you know. Um, so that's that's. I hope we don't get that again, where we get some game like Mazatlan, but then you have this all these records that are just they don't look good. <clears throat> well, I'm all for a brighter and better 2022. I really don't think you can get any worse than than last last year as far as Chivas. Um, oh, they weren't that bad, Jaime. Yeah, they I, were. I mean, they, yeah, they were, they, man. They 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 uh, the the whole like getting into repechaje and, and not being able to go straight through to you know. Well, I think they because I think that yeah, the club did it to themselves though because I do because when they sacked Buse, yeah. He was like in a four or five uh, game on. He was drawing a lot of games, undefeated. but he yeah he wasn't know, losing. He, yeah, he, he, he wasn't he losing, wasn't but losing. he wasn't winning either. Yeah, it was kind of just like. But I still feel that he would have gotten further than Leano. If not, uh, I think if not he the would same. have gotten more yeah. points. I, for me, and yeah, I'm gonna sound like a like a fanboy, but yeah, I I think at worst he would have done. Like Leano, but I feel that uh, a coach of his experience and trajectory, and and just because of how he plays and he has the style, and it's sort of built for Liguilla, and I think he would have he would have done better. Um, but they, but you know, it's like I guess they had this cooked up. Uh, but now this is his first full season for Leano, so let's see. He started off on the right foot, so that's good. Uh, I don't, I don't like him, but I don't have to like him. Still wish him and the team the best. Yeah, and it's kind of ironic that you know both us and and Pumas, the teams that we that really didn't make much off season transfers, are the ones that are sitting on top of the league. And uh, maybe maybe things are finally just starting to click for for the team for Chivas because a lot of players haven't really left or or came in, so it's been the same nucleus for a while. Um, I do want to give uh, a quick shout out to one of the players that made their debut. It was uh, Sebastian. I forgot his name, but this kid's—he's only, <laughs> only 18 years old. Uh, Sebastian Perez. Yeah, man, this guy's the real deal. Played really well, and. Uh, that's the thing, you know, if we're not going to be out there spending a lot of money on on players, then I'm all for promoting from within and just having Yeah, it. and they've been doing they yeah. have been doing that cuz I know Buse they debuted like four or five, you know. Mm. A lot of times we lose track cuz sometimes it's like maybe they played one game or a few minutes here, but that that has been, you know, on the team's agenda. And I know that's part of, has also been part of um, Belayas' thing. Uh, they kind of have no choice. Another highlight from Chivas is the fact that they are leading the league and as far as players under 23 um, getting minutes. So, yeah, we have a young team. I know that rule is not. I don't think they have that rule anymore, right? Mm, Where it was like you, I don't even know. <laughs> you had to have like x amount of minutes per year, per season that were given to young players. Yeah, they had that rule for a while, and then um, you just haven't. You just don't hear about it anymore. Yeah. The whole thing was uh, it it cost 
was it San Luis to get relegated? Because they 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 lost points, and then that that in turn cost them their 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 thing. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, they weren't they weren't using it, but. Whew. Yeah, they um. She was always be like the leader as far as under twenty three. Um, you know, giving players giving minutes to to young players. It used to be, you know, Chivas Atlas, maybe Pumas as well. They used to do. They would always be the ones to to first hit the the minimum threshold per season. Yeah, well, with Chivas, we we should clarify. It, yeah, from like, from like maybe early two thousands, because before that, not not really, you know. Mm-hmm. They weren't really known for for having like all that the youth talent. That was that was um, Pumas, and then Atlas, and then Chivas. Did it like early two thousand, so we kind of have that image of them, but it's it's a little misleading. Uh, there is some bad news for Alan Pulido. He is going to be out for the entire year. Ouch! Yeah, he got uh, he's doing surgery, and uh, I also think it's kind of bold for him to say that he's going to be missing out on not just the MLS season, but the world cup. I think that's kind of <laughs> like, come on, bro. Did you really have to say that? Like who, who's, who's to say you were even considered for the world cup, man. Yeah. Hey, I don't think he was on the, I think he's pretty low on that, on that pecking order. But um, man, with, with some of the recent, uh, goal scoring drought with the selection. I think he felt that he he had a chance, you know. It's almost like um, have you seen Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. when when he tells a girl what are the chances of him getting with her, and she's oh, like yeah. one in a million. Yeah, and he's like, so he's saying I have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of pulido right there. <laughs> So, uh, no, I mean, he did get capped a few times. I do think that, uh, you know, the situation remained grim. Uh, you know, the goal scoring, he would eventually got in a call-up just because there's not, you know, there's just not, not that many players to choose from. So I know he was at least hopeful on that. Um, it's just that I think in Selección, he never, outside of, like, youth tournaments, I don't think he ever really shined much you know with the with the senior team he's a great club player but it never transcended to the national team that happens quite a bit uh he's only been capped around 20 times he scored five goals and i remember him being capped when he was even at Tigres. but you know Tigres kind of kept him in the mud and uh, he didn't really have too many opportunities there so well, I think he he was like in the Toulon tournament, and then I think he yeah I think you're right he beat out another player for the for I think for Olympics, and so at youth level he was, you know I I I do think I do think Tigres had plans to promote him. Just uh, Tuca was there, knowing Tuca, he's he's not in a rush, and I think Pulido was got to that point where he felt uh, it's now or never. And he, I do think he made that mistake of going to, to uh, Olympiacos because he basically wasted two years. Uh, he would, I think it's 14 games in two years, you know, some of them in second division. I, I think he should have just asked for a loan or a transfer. And if he would have stayed in Mex, uh, I think he would have, he would have been um, probably 
made the selection sooner or more games. I don't know if it would have changed his career as much, but it do seem like two years wasted. He scored a hat-trick on his debut appearance against South Korea. And that's it. <laughs> in 2014. Yeah, he did go to the World Cup in 2014, but he didn't play any games. But, um, yeah, Alon Pulido, I mean, uh, the second he left Chivas, I just knew his career was going to tank. And, uh... Well, he's, he's, um... He made the decision to, the... to get paid, and... Also, you know, to be fair, Chivas really didn't help him. They were kind of pushing him out the door because we had uh, retained Jose Juan Macias. And I think Macias said it's either him or me, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think he was he was like he was pinpointed as one of the locker room problems. And so I think that's that's part of the reason also why they they didn't want to keep him. I think he had become just like you know, like a leader there and he was like um part of the whole this madre that was going on. I can't really say for sure, but I know that they were trying to clean up the locker room. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you say career, Jaime, you mean national team career or do you need well, playing I just mean career? In, I just mean in in general, right? Like, you go in from the biggest team in Mexico and, you know, you were competing for silverware and, and gold titles and then you decide to not even take a step lateral. You take a step backwards in terms of um, the size of the team, the league, it's not as competitive as Mexico. You know, you're just deciding to get a paycheck, which again, nothing, nothing against that. But I mean, for a, pl- for a player that, for a player that had taken a gamble and went to Europe, like I'm sure he could have had a chance to go back to Europe or, or something. Oh, no, I doubt it. I mean, no, oh, no, because he's getting up there in age, so you can't do that, waste another two years or whatnot, you know, hope to see if you get lucky or... or he was doing you know, fine uh, in Olympiacos, man. I mean... He no, he wasn't. <laughs> 14 right. games in two years. And then the last season he was in, they didn't even register him in Champions League. Well, the problem, the problem was, was like, uh, he, he did that whole, like, contract thing where he claimed that he was a free agent, but then, you know, he wasn't or whatever. Yeah, he yeah he lost. Uh, it was it was a mess. The whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, it was less like a giant mess. And but I mean, he ended up having to return to Mexico. But he he wasn't going to go anywhere if he stayed. Uh, but I I think I I think like we we just saw what was it last week we were talking about Omar Bravo man and. Mm-hmm. appearing on the talk shows, you know, kind of begging for a job. And uh, you don't want to end up like that. So I think I think Polito could still have a long career, you know. He, he could even come back. We've seen many players that go to MLS and then return to Max and still have, you know, they still do perform well. Rafa Marquez. Oh yeah, was no, one of them. He'll always Omar have Bravo, he'll, he'll always have job security. Um, as far as coming back to Mexico and finding Chamba, but I think for me it's like I I he was still relatively young and he could have had a little bit more ambition and and gone to Europe or you know just gone to a better situation. Like to go from Chivas to Kansas City, I mean, come on, man. At least at least Bravo went to Europe before he settled for Kansas City because I know he played for Kansas City as well. What? Technically, Pulido did too. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, yeah. Bravo's Bravo's thing was, and they're very similar because Bravo's staying in Europe was pretty poor. Yeah, and then he came back, and and he had to jump around. It, it does suck that um, we don't see that. You know, we don't see it often now, where you have players that are with a club for a long time that they're like symbolic of that team. Like you had Hermosillo at Cruz Azul, Borghetti at Santos, 
you know, players like that, that, that they're just like Alex Aguinaga when he was at Necaxa. They're just like, you know, they are that team. You know, they they sort of become an embodiment of that team. Yeah. I think I think Pulido could have probably been that guy. Yeah, he could I have just, just stayed I don't at know Chivas. If it went to his head. Yeah, but I don't think the club would want to get rid of a player him just because th- there was obvious problems there. You know, you're a club like Chivas with, with a lot of difficulties bringing in players. You're not going to want to get rid of your leading goal scorer, the guy that just won a goal, goal scoring title, you know, uh-huh. who popular with the fans, key player in the doblete. You know, you're not just going to say, you know, let's let's get rid of this dude. Uh, there was obviously more stuff going on there. So I do think, in a sense, like Pulido probably shot himself in the foot or he probably got too big for himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be uh, out for a year. It's a long time. And uh, he could probably kiss his career goodbye. I mean, I don't know. Oh, well, there too. You're being too, <laughs> too, uh, too bitter there, Jaime. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a shame, you know. It's a shame to lose him, but I don't think he was going to ever even be considered by Tata for the World Cup. So um, there is one guy that might be considered. Uh, the hype for Marcelo Flores continues to grow especially after scoring against Chelsea in the uh, sub-21 division. So, Marcelo Flores. I saw that that title Flores scores against Chelsea, and I was like, I I feel like they're leaving something out. But then I didn't bother reading it. And there you go. Under 21, that's that's just uh, no... Just no, uh, we shouldn't be, you know, uh, he should be playing at, at a higher competition, man, not Zubin Tuno. I mean, go play in the championship or something. I don't think, you know, we've seen what happens to some of these players when they have to play these youth turn. He's youth only league, 18, you know? man. That's players like... Like Neymar was already key player for his team at eighteen. Yeah, but Brazilians are built different, bro. I mean, Pele, what he won? Oh. How old was Pele when he won yeah. his first World Cup? Like seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you see it in South America; they'll have players sixteen. But I'm saying, I don't expect them to be a key player, right? But you could still be playing first, first division or first team soccer. And at least, maybe not first division, but at least second. Second division is still way better than than these under twenty one, under you know these youth teams, because those youth teams, for that same reason, they're not as strong because the better players are already, you know, trying to get integrated into into the first teams. I mean, Rafa Marquez, 17, 18, was already one of the best players for Atlas. Yeah, some people, like, just they're uh, late bloomers or whatever. I, I'm not – I'm not – I'm totally okay with Arsenal taking their time with him and, you know, doing some reserve matches before they, you know, throw him into the Premier League, which, you know, is one of the best leagues in the world, if not the best league in the world. So you can't just throw him out to the Lions at 18 years old, man. You got to – and it's Arsenal. No, but, I mean – you could have him playing, like I said, championship or loan him out to some league in Spain, second division, whatever. You know, there's, there's, or, you know, Holland first division, whatever. But I would debate uh, that it's, the under 21, like, Premier League is probably still better than some of those second tier leagues or whatever. Second, no, because there's promotion relegation. So there's strong fights there going on to try to try to win, try to get into first division or or not to get relegated to plus third, the, you know, for some plus of the teams. It's, um, it's that easy for Arsenal to say, all right, you know, you've proven yourself in the under-21. Let's put you on the on the first side, you know. He could easily get, you know, I think that's the whole goal with, with that is, hey, you know, this guy's doing well. 
some of our players aren't doing that well. Let's 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 give him the opportunity. You know, he might. I would well, not I be mean, surprised if, if he debuts by the end of the year. Okay, if he doesn't, if he doesn't debut, it's a waste of his time. <laughs> if no, not, really hey, is. Chivas are uh, more willing to take him. Yeah, I mean they are, and I know people look down again. They always look down on the coming back to Max and whatnot, but this has always been true. Playing, playing that first division, getting that those minutes at it's always gonna um that's gonna always be the better than than in the youth teams. I mean, Uruguay I think is a good example. Uruguay league is basically. Uh, Farmers League, you know, with all due respect. Yep. How uh, dare you disrespect Peñarol? Just kidding. But they, yeah, and I think the majority of the games they're played in just in that stadium, in the in the um, Centenario, which is you know they have like just one, and it's already like from what 1930. It's kind of like falling down or whatnot. I forget um, how small Uruguay is. They're like a population of like. Three million people. It's so small. Yeah. Well, I mean, their league, you know, a lot of their teams and whatnot. And and so that league overall, it's not, I'm not going to say it's it's not very competitive, you know, it's, but then it's like, okay, so how, how, how come so much talent? How are they producing so much talent? Because all their better players are getting first division playing time. It's that it's that simple. They're they're just playing. You know, you don't see Danubio with, you know, ten foreigners and two two extranjeros. It'll be the other way around. It'll be all nationals and maybe two one or two foreigners. But they'll have players as young as eighteen already playing. By the time they're twenty one, they have three years of experience where they where they had, you know, promotion, relegation fights, where they played international tournaments, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're right. Uh, Edson Cavani debuted at 18. And, um, yeah. Okay, a- what team did he, what team mm. was it? Was it Danubio? <clears throat> yeah, that's that's been one of their... Um, one of their teams where seems to produce talent. By the time he and was, they're, they're, uh, by the time he was twenty, he was already at Palermo in Italy. Yeah, you see, but I mean, he's got a lot of playing time. I mean, I, I I've gone to, um, I, I've same watched. With, uh, uh, same with Lee Suarez, debuted at eighteen, and by the what team? Uh, Nacional. And, oh, one of the, the big, and then the and then two. he went to uh, he went to Grogin in uh, Dutch in Netherlands the next season. So, <laughs> damn. Yeah, it, that, but that's what you need. I, and I was I was gonna tell you, Jaime, I've actually been to second division games in Argentina, uh, Huracan, when they were in second division, and I and I went to a few games, and man, they were hard to watch. It was bad. Really? Every now and then you had some good action or you see a player. But, hey, man, I couldn't keep concentrated the whole 90. Um, it was just it was just not the quality wasn't that good. But then, I, you know, I started thinking, so, you know, how do these guys get so good? But just because you keep playing, that's it's that simple, you know. Like the, what is it, 10,000 hour rules or, or 10,000 hours, yep. You know, you want to become good at something, practice. Well, that's what those dudes are doing since they're like 18, 19. By the time they're 20, they got all these all these minutes, all this playing time, all this experience. So that, that makes them overall better players than if two years in a league with almost no consequences like an under-20 league. I'm looking at Diego Forlan, 18 years old. Maybe that's just the magic number, man. I told you, dude. No, man. You, 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 you. For the really, for the, you know, go across the board. All the players that have, the majority, I'll say, that have 
become world class or are just really good. They were already playing at that age. Hugo Sanchez, Rafa Marquez. I mean, uh, was Ronaldo. The, was the Ronaldo like went Ochoa. to P- he went to PSV at eighteen. Yeah, see, so I mean, by that time he probably had one or two years already. Of, and he scored, of, you know, he scored like thirty goals that season. It was ridiculous. Yeah, see, that's why I was saying, like, you know, we're blowing smoke of this dude's ass, and they're putting all this like pressure on him. And it's like I'm not saying he's not good or he can be good, but they're making it seem like at this moment that he's better than he is because he's. He's playing at Arsenal because he scored against Chelsea in under 21, and that's that's not where you want to see it. You, that's what I'm saying. It's better if he was at a second division league or another league, but playing first division, uh, but playing, you know, playing at that at a more competitive level. Yeah, I remember. Well, Carlos Vela went to Celta and Sal- Salamanca, and you know. Osasuna, he got loaned out a couple of times when he was at Arsenal, just just for him to get his you know get his minutes. Yeah, yeah, and it was crazy because he would return and you'll do preseason and you score some nice goals. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what would happen. And uh, what's the French guy's name? Man, I keep forgetting his name. A Wenger, Arsene, uh, Arsene Wenger would just then, all right, you don't make the cut. <laughs> just, I don't know why he never truly convinced him. I never seen an article, much less care to read one. That's why he never took uh, took more of a chance. I know the fans were kind of mad when they saw him and he was tearing it up in La Liga. Yeah. Yeah, he would score some crazy-ass goals. And then you would never like hear from him again. You're like, what happened to Vela? Oh, he's at West Brom or he's at Real Sociedad or something. But I guess that's the number, the lucky number, man. 18, start debuting these players, start getting them minutes. Dude, a lot of playing minutes, a lot. You need to give a lot. That's why that one rules. I never agreed that it works. You know, where they said, oh, because those players that are good, they were going to get those minutes regardless. Yeah, so that's pretty much everything that we experienced in the first week of the season with Liga MX returning. Wait, wait, behind me. What's up? Did we, did we, um, we forgot there's two games that are postponed. That's correct. Santos, Santos and Tigres. Mm-hmm. I mean, versus Tigres, right? So we got to see what's going on there. Uh, Piojo, you know, Piojo take two. Is this round two for him? And then uh, Leon versus the defending champions up. Yeah, so we're going to have Santos and Tigres tomorrow at 6. And the Leon game is actually going to be rescheduled for uh the 19th. So they're they're not going yeah, they're going to play their their first game oh, on Saturday against Tijuana. Um and then they have to make up that 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 match against Atlas uh on Wednesday, so yeah, that's. Wait, uh, I got a bad memory here. What's up? Wasn't Leon Atlas the the league final? The league final? Yeah, when Atlas won, they beat Leon right in penalties. Yeah. So that's their opening. There, there's like yeah. almost like a rematch of sorts. Yeah. Technically it's... not, because you know, they have the cup. It's still like a. A raw wound for Leon. So well, she... they're at home. I think they're, they're going to want to avenge. Yeah, they are. 
Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Tigres tomorrow. I think there's a lot of hype, even though they are playing on the road in Torreón against Santos. And, you know, Santos is kind of like a... Kind of like a wild card. You know, you, you don't know what version of Santos you're going to get. Sometimes they have some really good runs. Sometimes they really don't. Um, same ownership as Atlas. So, you know, you kind of expect them to be relevant, you know? Yes, sir. Well, let's do a quick... I'll do a quick... Uh, what's going to be... The round, round two. Match day two, I should say which starts on Friday, uh, and it's Querétaro-Pumas. I think it's a great way for Pumas to continue the run. Mm. And, you know, hey, Querétaro, Querétaro held Rayados to a draw, so don't forget that. Yeah, but it's a Rayado that's been, you know, wishy-washy, uh, not very consistent. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, but but I still, I still want to see if, if the Pumas was a fluke or if there's really... They got the roar. Um, and then the Caxa Monterrey. I guess Monterrey has a chance here against, I would say, a rival that, that's accessible. Uh, then Atlas San Luis. So that, that'll be their first game. And, so I get, and it's, it's at home. So I think... Uh, yeah, they're going to have that. I don't know if they do it here, but I know in England... You know, when the champion, their first game of the season, when they walk out, all the opposing team will, like, applaud, you know? Uh, but I don't know if they do yeah, that. I don't remember seeing it, so I don't know. I guess because Chiba fans, so every, <laughs> it's, it's been, like, once every 10 years. Um, I probably missed that game. And then uh, Tigres plays Puebla. So good, good match for here for the for the Tigers to open the season, and they're going to be at home. Cruz Azul versus Juarez, and uh, Juarez started the season with a win. Yeah, they beat Necaxa. This is Tuca's team. Yeah, this is Tuca's team. Let's see what they have in store. Uh, Tijuana will take on León. Toluca will take on Santos Laguna uh, at home. So this is let's see if Nacho can. Start turning things around, and it's it's a kind of tough team, like you said, Santos man, scrappy. So maybe not the opponent they were wishing for. And then Chivas travels to Pachuca, so this could be the the, the real test, right, Jaime? Yeah, the real test. That's kind of crazy. That Sunday is pretty light. It's only two games: Toluca and then Chivas. So. This is the real deal, Holyfield. I think if if Chivas beat Pachuca on the road, then I'll be like, okay, maybe we're onto something here. But you know, Pachuca did win their first match of the season against San Luis, so it's a pretty fair matchup. And you know, in the past, they've kind of had the advantage. They were the ones that eliminated us in the in the repechaje match. So, um, yeah, I always have an, yeah. a well, lot of. Well, you know, I, I will be happy with the draw, Jaime. You you want to win at home and you want to defeat the the easy rivals, and then you want to pull away points from from the other teams. And I think that's that's one thing that has made things difficult for Chivas in the past seasons, where they would lose to the San Luises and to the Mazatlans. They would they would lose away, or they would they would even um, not be able to beat those teams at home. So it is a bit promising that. At least so, they got it, you know. Just in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, so eight matches, eight head-to-heads. Pachuca won 3-1. Pachuca won 3-1. Pachuca won 4-2. Chivas 0 0-0, 0-0, 1-1. 4-2 in favor of Pachuca, and Chivas beat them in September of 2021, 1-0. So... Yeah. Have he had the number, man? As far as in recent times, Pachuca's uh, had the uh, the upper hand, and uh, I really hope that we kind of break that break that streak. But uh, yeah, I've always I've always hated Pachuca, you know, for for obvious reasons. <laughs> the 
I think the CONCACAF final, that one stings, and then also losing a semifinal to them. The one, the one with the um, Calero? Yeah, oh. yep. Yeah, I remember what, I don't know. I, I, I remember, it was a long time ago, but I, I think I remember it was feeling bef- that, the, what, what they gave, like five minutes or it something? Was, it was a World Cup year. We had already lost all of our starters because they were with the Selección. So we fielded a bunch of canteros like Sergio Avila and Chaton Enriquez, all, all these players that had no business having such a deep run as, as they did. And we were minutes from glory and then free kick, boom, goal, and then Pachuca ended up yeah. eliminating us. And, and it was, I, I, if, if, I don't, if I remember correctly, it was like a five minute, they give like five minutes of overtime. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. And then they took Pocho Guzman from us, you know? He was a Chivas Cantero, and then they they took him. And then we... Then, uh, no, um, and then we bought him. It was then, a trade. Oh, yeah, it was kind of a trade, but it wasn't a... We got the shitty end of the deal, I think. No. Look, this is what happened. Um... Um, cause, and people get confused. So Nestor negotiated with Pachuca and he, he brought in Cota. I don't know if it was like three players. He brought a couple players from Pachuca and he loaned them Ocho Guzman. So he sent, he sent, he sent him on loan. So he said that. He said that the only player he would trade for was Chucky. He said, because they wanted a trade, and he said, well, give me Chucky then. And they were like, oh, better not, you know. <laughs> they they were like, all right, let's just do the loans. So then Higuera came in, booted out the De La Torres, and he wanted Pizarro. So that's how he got Pizarro. He was supposed to be like a part payment um i see it was guzman plus money guzman which i think they valued at like 10 million plus and that's just you know the number we don't know for sure plus money and and then the other rumor was that what she was never really paid uh they owed money and that was one of the reasons he was sold to monterrey because you know, Pachuca was about to take uh, Chivas to court. Interesting. To people's court. People's court. They owe me money. Uh, not, not a court, but, you know, they were like, they were pressuring to get their, their invest, you know. So, yeah, I I, 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 um, I think France liked the Pizarro one. He, he was, he became... Well, you know, they both won. That was the, they, they were both key because uh, Guzman played a key role in helping Pachuca win the league title, right? He scored that one important goal. Mm-hmm. And then Pizarro did the same at, at Chivas. He, he was one of the players. Yeah. I think it was just kind of dirty that they tried to sell him back to us even though they knew he was a drug addict. <laughs> they did sell him back. I mean, they didn't try. I mean, they did. They did sell him back. Uh, he was just managed to to avoid the contract. Which, thinking about it, maybe they should have. Well, it was a gamble because um, the gamble was two two gambles. One, he he would not be able to kick off his addiction. And two, the punishment he could have had for, I think he was doping. facing a possible doping suspension, which he could have lost like the whole season or more. And so I think she was, was like, oh, you know, they were like, oh, hell nah, fool. And, you know, no deal. And so I think they, they did manage to get Pachuca, to, you know, reverse the the transfer 
Yeah, I just remember his short stint in the Chivas documentary on Amazon. He was there, and then then you see him kind of get separated from the team, and then he just looks really frustrated, and then the players don't know what happened, and he ends up having to go back to Pachuca. But Yeah, he was a refuerzo bomba. Yeah, he was. He's a, the player that was in the team. <laughs> he's, he's your, he's your uh, big signing. For sure. Well, we'll have to see what happens this weekend if we end up seeing if Pumas and Chivas are the real deal or if they're fool's golds. And we also don't have to wait too long for some Liga Mekis action tomorrow with Santos and Tigres kicking off at 6 p.m. So plenty of soccer this weekend. And then at the end of the month, we will be anticipating the matches for Qatar. So we got a really, yeah. really good month of January to, to kick off the new year. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap this up? Oh, uh, no, Jaime. I think we've, we've done said it all. Just uh, for our listeners, hit that subscribe button or give us a like. That helps with the promo, promoting of the pod. Absolutely. Definitely make sure to follow us on Twitter at Cantina MX. And, uh, you know, we're here every week, guys. So make sure to follow us, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, whether you're on Spotify or Apple or any other podcast app that you prefer. We should be on there. But thank you guys so much for your ongoing support. Here's to a very, very exciting 2022. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone.